Today, we're going to Silicon Valley, the home of pretty much every tech company you can imagine. There's Apple, Facebook, Google. But it wasn't always like this. In the early 20th century, this place was known as the Valley of the Heart's Delight, the largest fruit-producing area on the planet. My dad used to tell me about the cherry and apricot orchards that surrounded the house where he grew up. His own father, my grandfather, worked at a fruit cannery for his entire adult life. And in the springtime, the valley was filled with flowering trees, covered in blossoms of every imaginable shade of red and white. That's all mostly gone now. Suburban neighborhoods and office parks came for the orchards first. And these days, the valley is more about hard drives than fruit harvests. But recently, an artist created a work of art, a living work of art, that pays tribute to the history of the Valley of the Heart's Delight. It's a single tree that bears 40 different varieties of fruit. One tree, 40 fruits. I'm Annie Eubank, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, I visit the Tree of 40 Fruits in San Jose, California, right after this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Hi, you must be Cecilia? Yeah. Hi, I'm Anne. Hi. I'm not COVID times, not sure to shake hands. So nice to meet you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. This is Cecilia Clark, Director of Communications at the Children's Discovery Museum. As we walk through the museum, there's a full-sized fire truck to play on. There's a mammoth skull that was dug out of the river just a few miles away from here. There's an art gallery, a theater, and all kinds of fun stuff. But we're not spending much time inside the museum today. Let's go back and look at the tree and, and talk about this really cool piece of agricultural art. We walk back to the garden. And it's really funny to see how techy everything is, even out here. Garden, For example, there's the eBay 
incorporated vine tunnel covered in grape vines and there's just grapes everywhere. San Jose is known as the capital of Silicon Valley, and the museum itself is on Waz Way, named after Steve Wozniak, the co-founder of Apple. He actually donated the money to start the museum back in the 80s. And so, like, I'll definitely be taking some pictures. I'm assuming that's the tree right there. That like, is, yeah. yeah. And I haven't um, looked at the tree, but I never really, I really The tree is small and unassuming. But as Cecilia points out all the scars over the trunk, a discerning eye might start to notice something. The leaves on every branch are different. That's because all of the branches have been grafted on, cut off of other trees and surgically attached. It's funny because it looks like, it doesn't look like there's 40 grafts on here. It doesn't look like it's 40 different trees. Yeah, if you look closely, here the bark and then this bark, it's different. Here's another graph here. But it's all stone fruit. Yeah, it's all stone fruit. That's As you've probably guessed by now, this isn't an ordinary fruit tree. This is the living, growing piece of art known as a tree of 40 fruit. There are 40 different stone fruit varieties on this singular tree. Are you ready? Here they are. Formosa Plum, Black Peach, Green Gage Plum, Waterloo Cherry, Howard Miracle Plum, Early Purple Cherry, Bonnie Royal Apricot, Snow Queen Nectarine, Spark Mammoth Apricot, Baby Crawford Peach, Belle Magnifique Cherry, Keith Klin Peach, Black Tatarian Cherry, Shropshire Prune, Damson Plum, Point Montrose Apricot, St. John Peach, Silk Road Nectar, Satsuma Plum, Routier Peach, Peshtonance, Fuente Plum, Hollywood Plum, Admiral Dewey Peach, Larota Plum, Large Early Apricot, Angelus Peach, Jefferson Plum, Dixon Peach, Mirabelle de Nancy Cherry Plum, Caveat Apricot, Saturn Peach, Burgundy Plum, Republican Cherry, Crimson Bell Nectar, Palace Peach, Samarkand Nectarine, Persian Green Plum, Sierra Nectarine and elephant heart plum, all grafted on to a single trunk. But who on earth did this? And why? Hello, Anne? This is Anne. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for hopping on. Meet Sam Van Aken. He's an art professor at Syracuse University. But Sam's medium is not paint or clay or bronze. It's trees. And his major project for the last few years has been creating these arboreal Frankensteins. Grafting fruit trees is in his blood. So I grew up on a farm and um, I had never met my great grandfather, but I knew that he grafted trees. And um, it, it, anytime anybody would invoke his name, it was quickly followed with, you know, he knew how to graft trees. Grafting had this sense of magic or mysticism, even to people who are really familiar with agriculture. And, you know, I, I think it was that sort of mystical aspect of it that I, you know, that had always stuck with me. So Sam started teaching himself how to graft. He started getting ideas for creative ways to graft things together. His very first project was a vegetable garden that all grew out of one root system. Eventually, I realized, you know, that was a bad project because it only lasted six months. Um, and then that ultimately led me to trees. So your vegetable season is like one year. <laughs> you know? Whereas trees, obviously, like, they, yeah, they last a little bit longer. You know, I, I knew that you could craft stone fruit trees, different types of stone fruits together. So peaches, plums, apricots, nectarines, cherries, almonds, all of that. The work that Sam does is a bit like surgery. 
attaching limbs together, making sure that nothing gets rejected by the rest of the body. Sam explains it to me in great detail. It all depends on the cellular structure. So the one thing that I did is I, I sort of discovered all of these inners. They call them inner stock varieties. So what I'll do is I'll start When Sam started this project back in 2008, he wanted to create a tree that would stop people in their tracks. So the majority of the year, it looks like a normal-looking fruit tree until spring when it blossoms in all of these different colors, and then in summer when it bears all these different fruits. So the tree of 40 fruit at the Children's Discovery Museum is just one of the dozens of trees that he's made. Yeah, there's 41, and they're at 25 different locations uh, across the, the U.S. Some grow outside museums. One grows at his place of work at Syracuse University in New York. Private art collectors even buy these trees to grow at their homes. And recently, Sam grafted an orchard of dozens of these trees, and he's going to plant them on Governor's Island right outside the city of New York. And the public can wander through them and pick the fruit. It's an insane amount of work, actually, to make wow, each how, one. How um, long does it take? You know, it, it depends, but at, on average, like five years, and I'll visit the tree twice a year to work on it. And for all the research and science and the technical skill that goes into making these trees, they're also meant to be art in the full sense of the word. These trees are meant to make you think and feel. It's almost like I wanted to create something that had um, a mythical aspect to it. Each tree represents an eternity of human effort, human stories, and even legends. There was uh, a tree that was written about by Pliny the Elder, who was one of the, um, yeah, it was one of the first books on agriculture. And he wrote about this thing called the Tiburtine tree. And it was supposedly a uh, tree that existed in a Persian garden that grew all of the fruits and vegetables from one single root system. And um, I think there's something, you know, very, you know, the tree in itself is an archetypal form. And then this sort of myth behind it, I thought was really interesting. Here's the thing, though. While stories and legends have long lifespans, flowers, fruit, and trees are fleeting. Stone fruit trees only live for about 50 years. It would probably be easier for me to make it in bronze. Actually, I know it would be easier for me to make the thing in bronze, but that ephemeral quality to it is, you know, I, I think that's important because it is like the blossoms and it is like the fruit, right? It's something that can vanish at any time. Oh, for sure. You know, with fruit trees, yeah. as soon as they're ripe, you kind of have to get them because they're either going to yeah, rot or. Game. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's really interesting because you can definitely see The tree of 40 fruit that I'm standing in front of now, it looks perfectly healthy. It's leafy and green. There's some fruit in the upper branches. It's amazing to see up close and to see how it was created. But I want to come back in the springtime and to see it as it's meant to be seen, covered in red, white, and pink flowers. As for the fruit... Cecilia tells me that until the tree gets a little taller, most of it will get picked pretty early on by the museum patrons who average out at about six years old. If I come back when it's fruiting, I 
can't promise I'm not going to elbow the kids out of the way to get a plum. There's something right there that looks like some kind of peach or something. Looks a little green though, so I might leave yeah. that one alone. It's funny because it looks like there are trees of 40 fruit all over the U.S. You can go to samvanaken.com to see if there's one in your area. But try to go in the springtime to see them in their full glory. And in the spring, it's it started to be really lovely. You know, when it we first planted, he first planted it. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Dylan Theris, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Annie Eubank, and I'll see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249, equal housing lender, loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.